0: You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today. For SEN America, this is the SEN MLB Podcast.
1: Hi everybody and welcome to the show this week. Uh, we're going to get straight to it. Of course, plenty happening, of course, with Peter Moylan up in the bigs, uh, Liam Hendricks picking up a W. We're going to get to more of that as we go through the show, but First up, joining me behind the mic today is the man himself, JC, Justin Charles. Hey. How you going? Good, thanks, mate. Good to see Great you here. Great to see here. you, And former pitcher with the San Diego Padres and Detroit
2: Tigers, Russell Spear. Thank you, Jen. So, for, for, right off the bat, I, I'd like to say something. And, and I, I, uh, A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to this show. Good show, sort of. It went <laughs> yes, a bit right, haywire. you sacked. <laughs> yeah, I got, it went a, went a little funny. You had a, you had a, what I'd say a, a good mate of mine. or well, used to be a good mate of mine on the show, Dean Marnell. Yes, speaking. Of, he was in Taiwan at the time and speaking absolutely. about the twelfth. Well, he absolutely gave it to me at the end of that mm-hmm. uh, little interview. Absolutely, <laughs> just ribbed me. Have and all I heard, all you I heard out of you that? two, all I heard out of you two were chuckles and laughs. And yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Where were you on that? Where, 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 how come? I thought we were a team Are in here. Are you looking for support? Yeah, I was. I, I, can, t- I, can, tell exact, I right, can tell you exactly. I can tell you exactly what okay, we were up we As we soon go. as
0: we went off air, we go. Species a regular here Dino is going to Cop it from here So oh you make your, bed, yeah. make your own bed Make uh, uh, your own bed You've got to sleep
2: in it I, I'm not surprised By the Marnell antics oh, He's been a mate of mine For a long time But you too <laughs> can, can I ask
1: what you Specifically might have Taken offence to Was it something That uh,
2: uh, rubbed you The wrong way uh, Oh look uh, Most of it I think uh, <laughs> most, <laughs>
0: <laughs> most of the hour I, uh, See it's happened So long ago You can't even
2: remember <laughs> No you're, you're right Actually And I, But I remember Thinking to myself Those mongrels they Give me nothing Like where's the support we're supposed to be a team in no, here. You you've know? always
0: got the right of reply, oh. Russ. You always were going to have the right of reply, and you're a regular. Well, so. he'll
2: he'll never get back on this show as long as I'm around <laughs> that Absolutely. And, of course,
1: uh, Russ, you have taken the morning off cafe in Williamstown there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've got a cafe, Fritter. It's uh, it's going well. Uh, Carter, Smith, Devlin & Co. down on uh, Nelson's Place. We're... Uh, We're flying along, it's been really good, but but this is refreshing. It's nice to get out of the cafe as well and come in here and look at your ugly heads. Ugly mugs and talk some baseball. We're gonna go straight to the standings
1: J C. You're in charge of this area. Hit us with it.
0: Okay, the American League in the east we have the Yankees, Toronto, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Boston, and the Yankees and Toronto are locked in battle.
1: Is there is there an arm wrestle going on there between them two? They're chopping and changing first place last week. I think last week... we The were Leeds about changed 10 days twice, ago. yep. Yeah, I was going to say, last week Toronto was in first place by about a game and a half. Now it's the Yankees back in first place by a game and a half.
0: And the Yankees had a couple of games in hand there as well. But, uh, look, really interesting over the next month. They've got each other another six times, another three games in each other's yard. Uh, they've just finished a six-game series between each other in each other's yards. The Blue Jays swept the Yankees in their home. Uh, and then the Yankees came back into um, uh, into the Toronto home field and they took two games off them so uh, it's really evenly poised there. Um, our boy Liam Hendricks gets a W as as you said before he's going be, to be playing in the playoffs yeah, so yeah. Uh, they've virtually locked in a, a playoff berth there if they finish on top of the East or, or they'll certainly get a wild card one of those two will certainly get a wild card.
1: Just Baltimore five games back do you give them any chance or do you think it's going to be for this East Division American League East Division do you see just Yankees Toronto sure. fighting it out?
0: For sure well even like we spoke about, and we 'll get to them in a moment, but um, Baltimore, uh, Texas, remember Texas uh, before the the uh, non waiver trade period, um, they were ten games out of the wild card spot, but playing well, um, they traded for uh, Hamels um, and and a couple of outfielders. Now all of a sudden their hitting's like really come together. Um, now they're only uh, a game and a half out of the wild card, so they rolled the dice and, and they're playing well. So you know, fielders having a, a career year. Um, Cruz is hitting the ball out of the you know out of the park on a regular He's basis. He's been phenomenal. Uh, their Mel- offense Cruise. has really come together. Um, Hamilton, Josh Hamilton, has really made a difference since coming back in. So did I see that really he might
1: be going down with, for surgery or something? He's gone under the DL with a. a uh, knees and hips he's got some issues there has he's been a Josh he's yeah. been
0: a bit injury prone over the journey but uh, look he's certainly made an impact you know since being back and it's been a bit of a feel-good story and the fans have really been uh, appreciative of him and having him back in the lineup so moving to the central we've got Kansas City streaking away Minnesota Detroit Chicago White Sox and Cleveland uh, Detroit wonderfully having miguel cabrera back he's made an impact oh straight away and um, you know we had Ian kinsley go five for five uh the offense is really starting to click yeah um so interesting to see what happens there
1: and they also lost their general manager uh dave Russell, dombrowski, dave that's, dombrowski right. Yeah, that's right left left for Detroit a to go to boston obviously
0: boston need a lot of help What? Well, look you know what don't worry about boston they they're, they're a championship organisation, really well run. That's a, a championship move, if you ask me. Dombrowski, fifteen years with the with the Tigers. Um, the journey had finished there. That was about as far as he could take them. Yep. Probably in. Well, that's probably the way they've uh, looked at it. Yep. Um, interesting. Detroit, uh, one of six teams competing for that last wild card spot. There's still thirty or forty games left. Yeah. With and they're only three and a half games out of a wild card spot, and they are they know how to win. And Miggy's back in the team, so anything can happen there. Um, okay, so moving to the west, we got Houston, uh, the Angels, Texas, Seattle, and Oakland bringing up the rear. Interesting, Oakland had been on a little bit of a roll as well. So their offense has uh, been clicking in the last week as well. Yep. Okay, moving to the National League, we have the New York Mets putting games into Washington. They're, they're about Phenomenal. done. Phenomenal. Look
1: at the Mets go. And, and uh, I did... Um, Passed a comment the other week Regards David Wright David Wright has been on the DL He's doing uh, rehab assignments Coming through
0: yep, down the, the minors. So, League
1: yep. Yeah so they haven't even got He's been their franchise player For a couple of years now Haven't even got their best player So you know the way the Mets Have been travelling you get David
0: Wright back in that lineup, boy. They're looking good for playoffs. Absolutely, and they've had a, a mediocre sort of last ten games. But um, Washington have been even poorer. So, and, and they're just about going to blow. They're, they're going to miss the playoffs altogether. Um, why do you say? Why do you say that? Well, they're eight games out of what, Washington. Yeah,
2: yeah, Washington. Yeah,
0: Well, because they were leading the. They were leading the East for most of the season yep. with arguably the best starting pitching in the in the business yep. and Bryce Harper knocking home runs out on target to hit 60 bombs. Yep. Um, all of a sudden, they've fallen in a bit of a heap
2: um, and, and now they're eight games out of the wild card spot. So Yeah, but we, we all know baseball well enough that um, you, you can, you, it ebbs and flows. You can get on a roll really quickly and yeah, all of a sudden, sure. eight games comes back to you really quick. I don't think... You know, you look at, you look at some of these teams back here with... Uh, I was even looking at the Braves. You know, the Braves are, what, 11 games back. Um, it's just a tear. We all go through them during the year. You get on a tear and, and all of a sudden you're back in the mix. Yeah, you know, it, it been, doesn't take yep, much. There's Absolutely. been a
1: number of teams so far this year that have gone on 8, 10, 12-game yeah. yep. streaks. Yep. So you're right.
0: With around 40 to go, a lot of these teams are still a chance. Absolutely. No argument there, and and you're absolutely right. And their their only chance is to overtake the Mets for the lead because they're yep. going to miss out on a wild card. spot. the the National League is really really strong in terms of games won, yep. um, and and the and the Central uh, National League Central. You know they've got teams that have you know won sixty, nearly seventy games for in wild card spots. So. If they don't, they need to win the East to actually make the playoffs. I just reckon how the Mets are playing, there. up. But you're right. You're absolutely right. It's okay to go on a 12-game tear, but it's who you're playing against as well. So, know. You, you know, so right now, um, it, it, the way things are trending, still a lot of games left. You know, still a month of baseball. Anything can happen. Um, but if they don't overtake the Mets, they're going to miss out. So, And that would be a shame with arguably the best... Uh, you know, with the best pitching in it. So yeah, and they're exciting. I think they play a good brand. I like, oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, make no mistake. Oh, absolutely. I, that's one. Look, it went the National League East went to my fa- one of my favorite conferences. I, I love the teams in there. Um, so we've got the Mets, Washington, Atlanta. Big news uh, with Atlanta. Our boy Pete Moylan Pete, back in the show.
1: We're uh, we're going to get Pete on the show a little later.
0: That's exciting. Uh, and Miami and Philadelphia bringing up the rear there. In the central. Just Philadelphia
1: the... before you pass over, uh, Chase Utley has uh, left the Phillies. He's moved on to the Dodgers, joining his former teammate Jimmy Rollins, who moved to the Dodgers uh, in the offseason. So Chase Utley leaving the Phillies. Geez, then... there's
2: some cash in that Dodgers lineup, isn't there?
1: Is there ever. <laughs> Magic Johnson came in and took over as, uh, as one of the owners, and they really, they really spent up big to put together a championship team this this could be they're working on Zach Grinke and Kershaw have been the yep. best one-two punch yep. going around for a while now and uh, in the regular season in the regular season yes the the, Jeez, the thing he's not bad is he the thing about playoffs, <laughs> hey, typical hitter in right. fairness
0: in fairness when it doesn't matter during the regular season yes that, that, that is money correct. time you
1: need it in money time in the playoffs. It's. That's for sure, but they've really put together a pretty good squad. Uh, Yesel Puig in there, uh, now Chase Utley, Jimmy Rollins. They've got a decent team. Let's it, see if they can uh, translate and it it's into the playoffs.
2: It's really, it's yeah. a, it's an old, it's an old, it's, it's a veteran baseball team, and in, in at good ages, you know, in baseball terms, in, if you're around that thirty to thirty-five mark, you've been around long enough. You know what you're doing, and yeah. you know how to go about your business. It's time to step up. It is. It's time to get it done. That left-handed bat in the lineup, little lower
0: in the middle order. Yeah, he's a ripper. Okay, so, uh, so moving to the National League Central, we've got St. Louis doing it very nicely. Pittsburgh also doing it nicely. Uh, 72 games won and they're four and a half games behind St. Louis yeah, which that's is incredible. they're it? both on target to win you know nearly 100 games Yeah, amazing. Um, and that would be imagine winning 100 games and not winning your division it has that's happened be before the
1: uh, last few you know, not the last couple of years but a while ago teams of I know San Francisco Giants won 102 one year and missed out on playoffs well interesting. That's a happy clubhouse absolutely <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: well when you're winning's grinning yeah um So we've got Chicago after Pittsburgh, who are looking really good for a wild-card spot. They've put four games into San Francisco in the the race for a wild-card spot. Cincinnati, Milwaukee, the West, the Dodgers are leading that one. San Francisco, only two and a half games uh, out uh, from Los Angeles. They'll need to win that division if they're going to play in the playoffs. But once again, plenty of games. Anything can happen there. Though big news, Pence is down with an injury. Um, and uh, they traded, San Francisco traded for Marlon Bird uh, from um, Cincinnati. Yep. So uh, adds, you know, some clout there. He's hit 20 home runs this year. He's hitting around 230, but that sort of covers Pence there uh, and a, an a outfielder that plays good defense. So yep. we've got Arizona, San Diego, and Colorado bringing up the rear there.
1: San Diego Padres this week. Uh, had a history-making first. Matt Kemp, who they they traded for from the Los Angeles Dodgers to the San Diego Padres, he hit for the cycle first time in Padres history just this week, which to me is quite amazing, considering the, what of the Padres been around for a long time. And, and, and Tony, a fellow named Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn <laughs> <Tony laughs> played you know? And Tony Gwynn, who just never... racked out a bunch of hits. Who, yeah. Um, I think he ran like me. Might have been half the problem, but uh, Matt Kemp, first
0: cycle. I think he ran part- a bit better
2: than you. you yeah, think? I, actually, a bit- I actually think for a bloke who was built like you, could run pretty well. I think he actually moved okay. <laughs> what are yeah. you saying? No, you, you know exactly You're what I'm saying. Big- Tony Gwynn was slim
0: and... <laughs> had some junk in the trunk, but <laughs> yeah, he, could he could
2: move. he could really move. He had some stu- stolen
1: bases. Never been described as having junk in, in my the trunk. trunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say you. Tony Gwynn.
1: <laughs> all right, in so Piers. I have no junk. It's
0: all about you, is it? I have no junk in
1: my trunk. <laughs> Um, yeah, beautiful work there on the standings. Um, we're just going to gloss over Liam Hendricks, you mentioned there briefly uh, early on, just through with the Toronto Blue Jays. Picked up a win this week. Generally, this is I'll throw this one to you, Russ, in the position that Liam holds in the pitching rotation. Really unusual for him to come in sort of late in the game and just... Sometimes called Seagull. Seagull a win yeah. in that situation. Now yeah. 4-0 and with a 2.3 ERA.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, as a pitcher, you'll take him anywhere you can get him. I mean, if you know, you get in there and you, and you swoop in on one. You beauty. It's good for the numbers, but... You yeah, also, also swoop it's, in on a loss as well. Yeah, that's right. And that's part, of, that's part and parcel of the role. But um, it's a win. A win's a win. You rack them up wherever you can. But I think uh, he's obviously... Um, uh, uh, Transitioned well into that bullpen role. I think you look at his numbers prior to um, uh, this season. Yeah, you know they, they've been average at best, and yeah. I think this year he's really sort of you could almost say he's been quite dominant. You know, he was and which three, is, three, which is and
1: 15, three wins and fifteen losses coming into the start of this season. Then going to the Blue Jays, really terrific performance uh, with, formerly with Minnesota. And as I mentioned just at the start there, now just this season, four wins, no losses and an ERA of 2.3. Tremendous. We, we
2: spoke about this a couple of weeks ago about Liam Hendricks and, and him as a as a young bloke and having that attitude of, uh, you know, Aussie rules attitude, give me the ball kind of guy. And I think now being in a situation where he's in the bullpen, he's uh, capable of getting out there uh, sort of day after day, You uh, might have found himself. Look, I, I think the key number there is... I
0: mean, okay, it's okay to, you know, the wins. But in the position that he's coming in, that that he's really not in control of that. Um, where, what he is in control of is his, you know, ERA and walks, hits, innings pitched. And I think uh, the key number there is it's low twos. Yeah. So he's not giving up many runs. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, I would dare say, and I, we haven't got it here in front of us, but I reckon his walks, hits, per innings pitched are down around one, you know, like, mm. which is... That's a big, amazing. I mean, that's, that's perfect. Yep,
2: yeah, isn't it? For, so, for a guy coming out of the pen, that's exactly what you're after. Yep.
1: Yeah, he's been uh, been terrific. I know his um, I know his velocity was up this year. Uh, got it up to uh, he, himself. He said he's been throwing the ball ninety six, ninety seven mile an hour, yeah, which is terrific. So that's yeah. obviously helping the cause with his uh, with with his velocity getting up there and really mean a big part of Toronto Blue Jays still in that arm wrestle for uh, for first place with the Yankees.
2: And it looks pretty effortless too. I think he's. Uh, it doesn't look like it's uh, it's it's hard work to do that, which is uh, which is always a good sign. Also
1: having a good team behind you, then yeah, knock, sure. knocking in runs and sure. plenty of
2: offense there. All right, boys. Look,
1: we're going to go to a quick break, so stick with us. You're listening to SEN's MLB podcast. Celix Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting, where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enables projects of any size to be coated, either on-site or in our well-equipped bayside facility. Celix Recoding Service offers a professional powder coating surface and has a wide range of colours available and items can be colour-matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Selex Recoding Service also offers anti graffiti coating, sandblasting, and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at Selex or call 9 788 4000. JC, we're going to come to you now with um, the under 18 World Cup team will be heading off to Japan for the under eighteen World Cup later on this month. I think it starts in seven days time. Next week next weekend the tournament gets underway. But as currently Australia is playing against same some practice matches against a Canadian team that will be part of that World Cup also. Currently leading that series five games to nothing. But That's you fine. were in Queensland just last week with one of your teammates, young Taylor Rowe went up to Queensland to this new camp. My first question to you is the camp had been at Carrara for a number of years. That's right. They yep. now moved to Service Paradise, I believe. How, how did That's you right. see the the setup there in Surfers?
0: Look, the the facility there is uh, a lot better. I think um, speaking with the coaches there, John Diebel, Tony Harris, Graham Lloyd, um, they're a lot happier with the venue. Um, it's a it's a lot better for the spectators, um, and it's a beautiful setup. A couple of fields there, yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it, it, they were saying that it's it's better because um, now they've get it. And we heard Glenn Williams say uh, last week that. They have uh, a more minor league setup. They've got to get on the bus and they have to travel. He did you know, say they had new,
1: new hitting cages had been that's built. Right. And, yep. That's
0: right. Yeah, that's right. It's a beautiful facility, and it's they're replicating more of the minor league setup that the guys will be going into. Yeah, um, with that little bus trip as well. Um, but they they were talking about in the past uh, that there was stuff. Coming out of the ground, like toxins coming out of the ground right. at, at the old facility, right. um, that some of the kids would be getting sick right. as well. So now they don't have that issue as well. So um, all round, uh, it's a it's a fantastic facility and and a, and a really good setup.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and now the, the you did throw an eye across the Australian squad and versus uh, the Canadian team that that is there. Did. Did you see them playing hard? Is it a real fair income crack and in getting ready for this World Cup in Japan? How
0: did you see it? I saw that's it was fantastic. I saw a very very sharp, well drilled Australian team. They hustled. They played the game right. They played with intention. They played to win. Yeah. They were playing to win. And I yeah. think we're seeing that. You know, they're, they're leading the series five zip in an yeah. eight game series, um, and they are doing all the right things. That they look sharp. Um, on the other hand, Canada looked like they were n- disinterested at times. Yeah, right, I, I, right, Just, you know, like they were playing, they were playing it, it. It seemed to me like Australia were preparing for the World Cup. Yep. And Canada were uh, playing some practice games that meant nothing. We're just going to
1: pause on this moment here. We'll come back to this topic after this, but we've been able to club. He's gone and got Pete Moreland on the line right now. So welcome to the show, uh, Pete Moreland. Pete, of course, uh, the start of the year you uh, were looked at for Danville Braves, the rookie team with the Atlanta Braves. But mate, getting called up to the big leagues this week must have been really exciting for you. Mate, it's been uh,
3: it's been a huge it's been a huge week. Um, you know, I signed I signed a deal, two year minor league deal. Um, I think they offered me that because they figured that I was never going to be able to come back. So they, they wanted to keep me in the organisation. But um, I had about 12 or 13 outings in extended league uh, in Orlando. And after which point they said, well, I think you're ready to go to AAA and see if you can do this. And uh, I was there for about six weeks and got the call on Sunday morning at 7.30. And it was like, it was a whirlwind after that.
0: Pete, um, Justin Charles here. Um, we've really I- enjoyed... Uh, watching all the exploits on Facebook and uh, and tracking how you're going, it's really exciting for us back here in Australia tracking you. Did you envisage, was it always the plan to get back into the big leagues or did that just evolve? I've never really said to myself that I'm, uh, you know, every time I set off on these
3: sort of rehab things, that that is the eventual goal. Um, my my way of thinking is that I'm going to give it whatever I can to get back to the highest level and if, if that's... If that can happen, fantastic. If it doesn't, then I can I can look back and say, well, at least I've, I had a crack. But um, when, when I did sign the, uh, the minor league deal, I sort of said, well, that's given me a chance to go back to a club where I have a history. Um, they know me, I know them. Uh, they know what I can do. Uh, I don't have to reprove myself again. Uh, as much as I had to prove that I was able to come up to this level, I didn't have to prove that I was going to be able to compete at this level. So... Um, as I said, the, the plan was always to get back to the big leagues. And if someone's going to keep paying me to come throw a ball, then I'm going to
0: keep finding. <laughs> fair enough, too. Fair enough. Um, Pete, you, you you're obviously in great condition, and, and we did see that transformation um, you know, through Facebook, through the social media. How is the rig feeling? And how, how did you get back down to your, the weight you're at now?
3: It's feeling really good. Uh, I was on a bit more of a schedule down in AAA. I was pitching every other day or once every three days. Um, and since I've been back, I had my first uh, outing after the other one uh, in San Diego, uh, which was was interesting. But on that third day, <laughs> was
2: that
3: know, why is that? Why is that? Ah, you know, it's just a little interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a, a ball, a ball flew a little bit further than I'm used to seeing it fly. Let's <laughs> just <should> say that. <laughs> but um, yeah, on that third day, I I don't think I would have been able to pick up a baseball. And luckily, Roger McDowell came to me and said, "Hey, you you got you got the day off today." So, but it's um. I'm 37 now so it doesn't recover like it used to but uh, the fact that I'm in a little better shape than I I have been in the past, uh, it allows me to recover quicker and it takes all the stress off the rest of my body so my knees feel great, my back feels great, you know my hamstring blew out a little while ago but that that also feels great but um, as far as the whole body is concerned I feel feel as good as any 37 year old could I think.
2: (laughs) Well done. Pete, uh, Russ here. How are you, buddy? Good,
3: buddy. How
2: are you, mate? I'm very, very well, mate. Just uh, for me, you, you've been in, you've been doing this for a while. You've had a really successful career. Everyone sort of back here in Australia now, little community uh, knows of you well. Look, you know, for for those out there, do you do you still get nervous? Is it something that this is a freckle? Still get a little tight when you get out there early? You know, <laughs> is, it, is this where you're at, is it, or is it all uh, is it all just smooth sailing for you these days? You've done it long enough that it's uh, just another day at the office. A no, it,
3: it is, it, I do get nervous. I, um, it's one of those things where more nervous when I'm warming up than, than when I'm actually out the game.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, especially at Wrigley, you're warming up down the left of the line. I actually hit wow. a guy today. <laughs> up, so that, that, that's going to fill you with a lot of confidence before you go into the game. Uh, I went from throwing sinkers to just throwing straight 14 fastballs for about the last 10 pitches in the bullpen, because I've been I was smoking on like but, no, it's, uh, it's one of those things that once once you get out there on the mound and, and you try to slow everything down and, and you try and forget about where you are and, and just concentrate on, on what number you're going to put down. Um, but, yeah, when, when, that, when that phone rings, there's still that little heart flutter.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, it's the best.
3: Yeah. I, I think if, if that ever goes away, it's yeah. time for me to probably go away, to be honest.
1: Okay. True, true. Uh, Pete, um, we noticed over here, maybe your arm angle slightly changed just in your pitching action. Do you really break down your action, or the pitching coaches break down your action? And have you slightly changed that arm angle now that you're back up in the big leagues?
3: Honestly, it's basically whatever feels good when I'm warming up. Um, it's it's not really... I mean, over the course of... from 2006 to now, I go back and look at video, and I've had about nine different arm angles. So...
2: Um,
3: it's one of those things where uh, you know I've I've got to this point throwing a certain way uh, and it's working right now, so I'll stick with this one for a little while. Uh, it can go a little lower when I'm when I'm trying to hold runners on and be a little bit quicker to the plate. Right. But um, ideally, you don't want to change it too much. But um, if I'm if I'm able to get some movement on the ball and, and throw it over the plate, then that's uh, that's what I'll what, that's what I'll run with.
0: That's um, that's really interesting, Pete. You know that. Uh that it's what you feel most comfortable with. And I think um, that's probably a, a lesson for all pitchers, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, go with what works. Um, cause... Well, if, if, if the moment you're warming up and, and something feels good and you're hitting your spots, then I don't
3: see any reason why, you know, and if something isn't going right, then you maybe have a look at it and think, well, what, what am I doing? But until until something changes for the worse, I, I think you just roll with what you've got. Mm, absolutely. So, Pete, what's the plan
0: for the off-season?
3: Well, it's kind of changing on a daily basis. I was going to go play some winter ball in
0: Venezuela. Um,
3: but I just I just got the notice that the Braves aren't going to let anyone go to Venezuela this year. So um, I'm sort of weighing up my options, uh, possibly a month in the Dominican Republic. Um, but having said that, if I get to spend the next five and a half weeks up here in the big leagues, I think uh, I think that might all go out the wayside. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm earning, I'm earning a little bit more than what, what I would have if I stayed in AAA. So it's a fact of it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's all financially driven. Um, I was going to go over there and earn a little bit of coin, um, but the fact that I'm, I'm doing that now
0: for Atlanta, I think uh, things might change. Is, we're is, all we're all praying for that, Pete.
2: Yeah, and is is there a chance, yeah. Pete, we'll see you uh, see you back here if if winter balls on the cards? Is there a chance we might see you running around in a in an Aussie uniform? Yeah,
3: potentially. Um, yes. I'd like to. I'd like to. I've gone on to the days where I can just have a, a rest for about two and a half months and then sure. fly back into it. So I'm going to have to keep playing catch and keep myself in some sort of shape um, so that I can get ready for next year. But um, yeah, I, I, if I can if I can come and pitch in Australia, it would be great. It all works out, but obviously, Russ, you know my priorities when I'm in
2: Australia. Yes, so <laughs> yeah
3: hang, hang out, hang out with
2: the kids, so. and, they, and they usually <laughs> um, involve a nine 9 and a pitching wedge too, a fair bit too.
3: <laughs> Early mornings
2: while they're at school, mate. You yes, know I, and it's usually, don't worry, it's usually my uh, favourite couple of months of the year. For those you don't know, Pete and I. We're best mates our best man in each other's wedding so we've obviously uh, spent right. a bit of time together but it's my couple of months of the year where I don't pick up baseballs very often but I find myself picking up a baseball every day playing catch and it's uh I find myself getting in good shape and it's uh it's it's perfect for me as well it's a uh, it's a nice couple of months in the off season when Pete's around when you come out of retirement when I come out of retirement, out of retirement. <laughs> John Farnham here that's right yeah exactly right what's
1: that <laughs> Pete, um, Pete, just going back to the your big leagues right now. Um, when you're in the yep. big leagues um, in the past, there, Bobby Cox was the the manager of the team. He's now not with the Braves okay. anymore. Now it's Freddie Gonzalez is the manager of the Atlanta Braves. Is there a different clubhouse feel for having one manager to the other manager?
3: Um, I mean, there is. Every manager has his own style. Um, uh, it's not so much in the clubhouse; it's more on the field. You know, it's certain certain ways that he, he uses the pen or certain ways that he decides to punt or hit and run or that sort of stuff. You, you, you notice that. Um, but obviously playing under Bobby Cox was was one of the things that I've been most thankful for in my career. Um, but Freddie sort of picked up where he left off and I think he's doing a, a really good job. So um, right now I'd play under... Russell Spear, if he was the manager, that made <laughs> so well, that'd be a good thing. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter who it is. I just go out there and try and do my job. I got more relationship with the uh, with the pitching coach and the, the video guy um, than, than anyone else. Um, the, the manager and, and the hitting coaches sort of concentrate on on the uh, position players more than the pitchers.
0: Pete, um, what about? Can you share with us? Because um, it was really exciting, uh, potentially, you know, for us back here in Australia, the time you spent with the Dodgers down the stretch. Tell us about that. The time, time that I spent with them.
3: Yeah. It was uh, it was a whole different world. It seemed like uh, the ownership decided they had a a blank checkbook and they were going to go and write checks and spend money like it was was going out of fashion. Um, completely two two different clubs, you know. Atlanta has, has a way that they like to, to go about their, their business and, and I, I kind of go back to when I first walked into the Atlanta Braves Clubhouse in 2006 and there was Andrew Jones and Chipper Jones and John Smoltz and these sorts of guys walking oh, around and, and you walk into the L.A.'s clubhouse and there was Adrian Gonzalez and Hamley Ramirez and Puig and Josh Beckett and Kershaw and Grinky, and it was just it was an endless list of superstars. So Wow. Um but for me, it was, kind of, it was kind of eye-opening to see another club. But at the same time, they had a pretty good run throughout the year, but they're still, they're still fighting just as hard as, as any other club out there, and it's not as easy as just handing out cash and, and hoping that the team will gel. Sure. Um, which we saw in 2013 when they lost to St. Louis. And mm. The teams like St. Louis and San Fran, for some reason, they just seem to be in the playoffs every year, mm. and they know how to win, and they seem to be able to do it.
2: Speaking of clubhouses, Pete, um, uh, you know there's obviously vast differences between the Dodgers and and the Braves. But baseball rosters they 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 change frequently. I mean, you, you've been a, you're a Braves what? boy. You've been there for quite a while now. You. have you're probably renowned as being a sort of a bit of a clubhouse clown. Um, you know, it's fair, probably right. fair to say. Uh, the clubhouse has changed a bit. Has has uh, is it is it the same feel that that what you had uh, a few years back, or is it uh, is it different? You know, is you still got your mates in there? It's, you still got the boys you hang out with? Is it sort of uh, still got that feel for you?
3: As far as the people that are in here, that's that's obviously changed a lot. But you know me, I don't change a lot. Whether I'm sitting in front of the President of the United States, or sitting in front of my mates. This it's, it's, is for I'm going sure. to be the way that I am, and uh,
0: God bless. People that, seem man. to like it, and
3: <laughs> when they don't like it, they tell me. So, um, you know, I was I was in LA, and I just became really good mates with Russ, uh, Brian Wilson and and uh, Skip Shoemaker, and and all these sorts of guys. So I'm still the clown, no matter where I am. It's, it's happened since high school. My parents used to kick my own class because <laughs> I get to get the business class clown, but has the potential
2: to be quite smart. So... <laughs> But nothing, nothing's changed. <laughs> Amen to that, brother. <laughs>
1: uh, Pete, you're no, no, you, no kidding. You're at the big league level, and we want you to play as long as possible. But I'm just going back to you. Uh, what I said at the start of the interview here was that you were initially selected on the Braves rookie ball team as the pitching coach there. And I did notice that last year you travelled with an Australian Australian team, I think around the under fifteen level as pitching coach That's on it. that team. Um, is, is that an area you're going to look at post playing a uh, uh, coaching I, pitching coach role?
3: Yeah, I, I've I've had a couple of dips at it now, and I really enjoy it. Uh, I enjoyed the the as the Aussie, Aussie team coach, uh, and I I actually really enjoyed coaching the rookie ball kids. I found myself saying stuff to them during their pen sessions or when I'm out on the mound, and, and Having it in the back of my head to maybe use that when I'm out on the mound, and uh, so as far as that side of it goes, it was it was exciting and it was new and it was it was fun. Do I think I could do it at, that, at those sorts of levels again? I'm I'm not sure. I think if I was going to do it, I'd like to have something a little higher. Um, not as much coaching, more maintenance than than anything, um, but. I never say never, so it could be something that, that I decide to do, and depending if I look at my account and it's running down to the zeros, then I might have to go and pick something up somewhere.
0: Pete, who's been your favourite teammate over the journey? Uh, do you want me to answer that? Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Sorry, mate.
0: <laughs> we're, we're talking pros, not, not your boyfriend, Russell over here. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a loaded question. That does nothing but get him in, That'll get you in trouble, that one, Pete.
3: Russell is my favourite roommate, I can tell you that, but... Um, as far as teammate goes, uh, it's, that's too hard, mate. Honestly, I've had some, I've had some absolute crackers. Um, actually, two of the guys in AAA this year were, were gems. Uh, a guy by the name of Vinny Mazzaro, typical New Jersey name. He uh, he got sent down from uh, the, the Marlins and, and the Braves picked him up. And he was an absolute cracker. I mean... And it's, it's funny, you see, there's two different types of people in AAA. There's the people that are so bitter that they're there because they think they're too good and they need to be somewhere else. And then there's the older guys that are just trying to hang on.
0: Really so grateful. They're really I
3: grateful. Myself, I find myself <laughs> clinging to the to the older guys that are still trying to hang on. And, and we, we try and make the most of the fact that we're getting up at 4.30 in the morning and hopping on a bus and catching three flights to go play a double header five hours away. And it's just... But, you know, it's it's... One of those things that I try and enjoy myself no matter where I am and, and uh, try and help that my teammates have the same sort of fun that I do.
0: That's great.
2: Now, uh, Pete, uh, a bit more on a on a personal level. I know uh, you're you're a super uh, dad and a, and a, and, a, and a committed husband and all that sort of stuff. How how is uh, how is the wife and kids and and uh, are they as excited as you uh, for this for this next chapter of your life? Is as uh, Mandy uh, enjoying this as much as you are? Oh,
3: she's uh, she's having a blast, mate. She's, I haven't really seen much of them since it happened. I got called up on Sunday morning. They called me at seven thirty. We were in uh, Columbus. Ohio, jumped on a plane, flew back to Atlanta. She picked me up from the airport, drove me to the field, which is about 20 minutes away, ran straight into the clubhouse, put on my gear, ran out to the bullpen. I was there for an inning and a half. The phone rang, more than you're in. <laughs> Pitched. Then I got, after the game, the, uh, the bus leaves 45 minutes to go to the airport. So I got to spend about half an hour you know, saying hello, goodbye, and then flew off to San Diego. Wow. So um, I know she's, she's very proud and she's, she's very excited. Um, she's a bit emotional at the moment I don't know what's going on But she said that She looked at the picture that, She looked at the picture That I put on Facebook at Field And she started crying I'm like oh, mate. Harden up a little bit But um, she's, she's good And Leilani's You know She's running around the place Like a madman So she looks like mum But she acts like me So that's a bit of a strange combo.
2: Yeah that, And that's a worry A little bit You know well, It's good that she looks like little mum bit. Not you <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I want. I was watching <laughs> a young kid, so uh, look out, boys of Melbourne. Yes, yes, that's no, good, mate. Well, congratulations. I think uh, I, I'm I'm absolutely rapt for you, mate. I, you know, for, yeah, we all are. Pete. For, for for a mate at home, and and I know I speak for all of us uh, here. That uh, you know, I'm, I'm just absolutely rapt for you. I think it's a it's a great story. I'm uh, I'm absolutely proud as punch that uh, um, that you're doing what you're doing and you're still doing it. So, congratulations. Thanks, buddy. We, really appreciate we, it. Where do we find you today,
1: Pete? Where are you at? Are you in Atlanta or you're on the road?
3: No, I'm, I'm sitting in the uh, in the inner workings of Wrigley Field right now. I'm uh, waiting for the bus one or and or bus two. If I miss bus one, to take me back to uh, the hotel, and then tonight I'll probably go out and get a nice feed and uh, get an early night. And we've got another three o'clock game here tomorrow, and then a one o'clock game on Sunday.
1: OK, well, uh, good luck to you, Pete. I uh, really appreciate you giving us your time um, today. Uh, congratulations on making back to the major leagues with the Atlanta Braves, mate. Terrific performance, and we'll be following the rest of the season and the rest of your career closely, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll speak to you later on. All
3: right, Fredo. All right, Charlie, excuse me. you soon, Keep it on the black.
2: Thank you, buddy.
1: Celix Recoding Service specialise in electrostatic painting where our fully trained staff and state-of-the-art equipment enable projects of any size to be coated, either on-site or in our well-equipped bayside facility. Celix Recoating Service offers a professional powder coating service and has a wide range of colours available, and items can be colour-matched to ensure integration with your existing decor. Celix Recoating Service also offers anti-graffiti coating, sandblasting and metal fabrication of refrigerator components and parts. For more information, go to info at Selex au or call 9 788 4000. Great chat there with Pete Moyler. Unbelievable. In a, in terrific. Really got a tremendous career going, but he seems to have a good balance about what's going on. Doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. And Russ, it was, was mentioned there that you've been friends for a long time. He doesn't seem to get overly confused with the whole hoopla of big league baseball. Yeah,
2: he's, he's, uh, he's he, one, he's a, he's a super entertaining bloke. He's a funny fella. He's good to have around. Um, my wife doesn't think so, so much because we sort of uh, spend more time with each other than right. we probably right. need to, but yep. um, he's right in what he says. He gets to be speaking to the queen or uh, or a fella on the street and, and you get the same fella. And I, I think that's uh that's a wonderful trait. You know, I think that's really, really good. Yep. We were talking off air, uh, before Russell, what do you think uh,
0: has been his best attribute uh, to perform at the highest level, in Major League
2: Baseball? Yeah, look, it, it's interesting. And I, outside of the physical stuff, we all know he's obviously he's had a great career. Um, he's he's uh, done some wonderful things for baseball. But for me, his strength is probably his his ability to to switch on and switch off. Yep. He, um, you know, being in a bullpen guy, he's he's got to get up, he's got to go, and he's got to be prepared to be 100 percent really quickly. Um, but I've seen it many, many times where he's had some amazing outings and, and got some big outs, and uh, he walks off the field, we get out of the clubhouse, and get in the car and go get something to eat, and, and it's like it never happened. Yeah, you you know, right. It's can amazing. Give idea
0: of, of some of these big outs.
2: Oh, look, uh, probably a couple of years ago, I I was in uh, Atlanta watching him play, and and he had some had some. Big opportunities come in against the Yankees. Uh, he had to face uh, Jeter. In Yankee Stadium? No. Well, the ones that I remember really well, which really stand out, were in Atlanta. And, and they'd played, uh, um, they had a pretty good series. And, and they were, he came come in against Derek Jeter, runner on first base, one out, and... Uh, Got a double play, which was which was a big one out of the inning. Fantastic game over for Pete. You know, a couple of pitches and, and he was done. Next day, come in and, and did the same thing and had uh, uh, a Rod Jeter, a Rod and, and somebody else, and Teixeira again didn't. Teixeira got a got a got a double play with a runner on first and third. Uh, and got A-Rod to pop up yeah. and, again, got out of the clubhouse like nothing happened, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and the next night went in with Teixeira with two out and got him to pop up and, uh, again, like nothing happened. So that, that we'll ability – We'd be cracking champagne and, you yeah. know, like celebrating oh, that. Like I wouldn't sleep for a month. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, yeah, he he right. has that ability to go out and it's just business as usual. That's my job, you know, That and that's how he, I think he treats it. I think he knows now
1: in his own mind that he actually belongs. Yeah, He no doubt. knows he can compete at the major league level. So once you know that, have that belief that you belong here, yeah. I think it balances a lot of stuff out.
2: And he's and he's been he's been really durable, you know, he had he had two years where he was 80 plus outings a year and I think that that's a franchise record. I yeah, know, absolutely they were for the Braves. Yeah. And that's uh you know that, that's unreal. I mean, for a guy who's had so many surgeries and he has had, yeah, you know, he's had some absolutely. back surgeries and some serious ones, some shoulder surgeries, uh elbow surgeries. He has an ability to, to bounce back and he's got a, he's got a body that just uh, accepts what it's going through and 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 deals with it really well. Mentally he deals with things really well. He doesn't take things too seriously. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, when it's time to go, he trains as good as anybody.
1: Mm. From uh, we were talking also earlier about the arm angle, and Pete made mention I to, found that fascinating, to the arm answer to that. Angle as a pitcher, Russ, yep. um, the number of pitches that you can throw from that angle. A lot of pitchers will try and I like to have a three pitch re- repertoire. Some guys come out claiming that they've got eight pitches. I think Max <laughs> when he first came here, had eight different pitches that he would would sort of uh, comment about. But from that angle, you don't have too many options, do you? You've got the a dipsy doodle that way and a dipsy doodle that
2: one yeah it, it's interesting That's a the think, technical term yeah yeah that's yeah. all I've got <laughs> that's all I've got <laughs> yeah. for him the dipsy doodle <laughs> I think uh, yes. I, I think it, the difference between throwing at an angle like Pete that, that, that some pitches that uh, for instance throw over the top and are quite conventional um, it, it's a little bit harder to do some of those it's, in case in point, sort of just throwing the old standard fastball away to a right-hander is not so easy for someone like Pete yeah. or a sidearm guy than it would be for a, for a stand-up over-the-top right
1: Over-the-top guy, yeah. Um, You've
2: got to work really hard to get that ball out there. But in saying that, it's a whole lot easier for Pete to pitch inside to right-handers because naturally that's what the ball wants to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so to have that balance, I know, I know in years past when he had some really good years, um, uh, the catcher, Brian McCann, uh, their deal was I'll set up right down the middle. I'll make myself as big as I can, whether it be a fastball or a slider, you throw it right at me and let the ball do its thing. Yeah. Uh, and he said, and that made life really easy for him because everything was going in the same direction. Um, you know, throw the ball down the middle and his slider would break away. He'd throw the ball down the middle and his two seam would run in. Um, and he said, and that, and that just simplified things. And he said, it, 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 pitching become a whole lot less complicated uh, when I knew that I just had to... Whip it right down the middle and let the ball do its thing. And he said, "And yeah. I, you know, his numbers, I think, um, show that, that he had good success doing that. Do the simple things better. That's right. And he's good at that. He's yeah. good at that. Yep. Wow.
1: All right, boys. Uh, we're going to move on a little bit. More to go in the show. We're going to come back to, we were at the uh, under-18s, the mm. academy, before yes. uh, we got Pete on the line there. So we'll just try and come back to where we were. JC, you were up in uh, yes. in Queensland with young Taylor Rowe from Werribee Baseball Club, who headed up there just for a bit of a tryout and a bit of a, a few people wanted to look, see at the young man. Um, you were mentioning that uh, the Canadian team, um, I think was the last thing we are on, Canadian team, didn't look kind of... Re- what I do know, though, that I found out yesterday is that they've played 55 games of baseball before they got to Australia, that Canadian team.
0: Well, it look, this opens up another, another topic, and I, I feel the Canadians looked like it. Um, and uh, I think I was uh, I saw a game of um, Claxton Shield baseball a number of years ago. I was in Sydney, yeah, New South Wales playing Victoria. It was the middle of the day, and I was up there on business. And I thought I'll sneak out at lunchtime, and go catch a, catch the game. And what I saw was the problem I feel a little bit with baseball in Australia and I feel professional baseball sort of mucking it up a little bit because we've got guys coming off 140, 160 game seasons and then well I'm gonna have to say looking a bit dis, well the game that I saw looked, two teams really disinterested, it was was really not enjoyable to watch, saw guys when they'd hit a ground ball they weren't you know, sprinting down the line You know, proper 90s Not sliding into bases um, You're just not playing the game right No hustle And it was really uninteresting Yeah, going through the motions Going through the motions yeah. and, and that can happen when you come yep. off a long yep. 160, you know, 140, 160 game season That can happen But it's no good for baseball in Australia Great. And what I saw uh, at the academy Or at, at this um, internet And it's an international event, right? Absolutely So they're playing for points Yeah, this is um, world well and, and we've got in our notes here 20 points going to um, To the Premier Twelve rankings, yeah, but that's twenty points per game. Yes, per game, per game, and so they've just picked up a hundred points. Now, what they miss out on the Premier Twelve last time? Twenty two points. Twenty two points. So, in in the space of you know under a week, yeah. they've picked up a hundred points going towards that that Canada aren't getting. Yeah, now they're already right. in the Premier Twelve. Yes, um, and and they're getting whopped yeah. by a team. That uh, that isn't really in it, they and probably spoke, should be. We spoke, and with, they played like a team that that
1: should be in there. We spoke with Brett Ward a couple of weeks ago, yeah. head scout for the Baltimore Orioles, and he said that that entire Canadian team was signed. So surprising to see a bunch of kids that are signed. Maybe being a little blasé about, but I think about that's, approaching that's what a ta- world
0: tournament. You that's know? what I'm talking about. They're they're the ones. They're, they're the type of players that I'm talking about. Yeah, the ones that are signed. See, if you aren't signed, you're playing with a different level of intensity. Mm. Mm. You know, because there's no goal. I mean, what's the goal? Yeah. You know what yeah. is the goal? The goal is to get signed and play, winning. Yeah. Baseball at major league level, yep. right? And so, you've how been do you, part how of you, this Russ, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm going to throw that over. Team. I'm going yep. to say, you know, how do you feel about that Russ? Because, like, the the idea is to play in winning baseball, and and you're going to you're going to get promoted or demoted based on are you going to help the team win? And these guys are playing like they've already been signed. There's nothing to play for. Yeah,
2: so, yeah. yeah I I think it's it's an interesting one. You, the, the topic that you raise because i think in, in in australia and we all we all agree and we've had this conversation many times that we don't play enough baseball that's right? true we all we all understand that um so these kids that that we've got in this team have gone through an academy for a few weeks they've got some baseball legs underneath them you know the the, the arms are just, getting in shape yeah we are we are we are uh everything's going okay yeah um i think if you expanded our pre-season essentially and turned ours into 55 games i don't think our kids could stand up to that either right now yeah i, I think that we're, we're conditioned to play a couple of games a week yeah uh, we're not conditioned to play every day so i think we're still really energized and, I, and it's a great time to go into a tournament for us as australia um, if you're an american team who play every day or a japanese model team that, that that plays every day and yeah. trains every day different kettle of fish if they were going through the motions you'd be pretty disappointed yeah um, but that'll a... never happen with japanese baseball. never ne- never happens. and that's that's a good thing yes absolutely that's, that's good for baseball it's good for for their uh for their brand and and hopefully we get to that as australia but i think that uh if we played a heap a heap more baseball i'm talking you know a couple of months worth of baseball pre-tournament i'd, I'd be interested to see how how uh where our levels are at JC, you talk about guys going through the motions a little bit. Whether we would go through the motions purely because we're tired, physically and mentally tired, because we haven't been through the rigors of everyday baseball before, um, or um, we would improve, and that's something that's exciting for us because we just don't know. We don't know. That's really, really
0: good comments there, Russ.
2: Speaking with John Diebel, uh, and
0: he's just come out of the. Uh, he's come out of that being in charge of that program now. Yes, and uh, but speaking with him um, last year when they beat New Zealand uh, and they whopped them um, and the guys walking around like they were you know big leaguers and Deeb's and called them all in and absolutely reamed them Yeah, absolutely reamed them because they didn't hustle they didn't play the game right and he, he made a promise to them he said if you play like that again if any one of you play like that again you will never play for the country again. He's good for that. And he said, if you play like that again, we should have beaten them, yeah. but we didn't beat mm. them in the right way. Right. And you're not playing the game right. And I promise you right now, if you play like that again, you'll never represent Australia because I'm not having that at that level. Mm. He pulled three guys aside and said, You're fat. This is an elite level. What other elite level sport mm. would you get away in that kind of condition? Oh, and I've, credit to I've those suffered, kids. <laughs> but in <laughs> Not credit just to those on the baseball now, field. Now, though. now, now, what's the wash up of that? So 12 months later. Yeah. We see what I've observed yeah. is a very, very sharp, well disciplined bunch of kids playing the game in the right way, with proper energy, proper focus, yeah. and and they're playing a win, sliding into the bases hard, sprinting down the lines, making opportunities, every at bat counts. And you know what? That's that comes and, and the kids that he singled out, one of them quit. So he was never going to make it, okay. and the other two guys have dropped 10, 15 kilos each right. so and, and looking fantastic and, and reaping the rewards of that and then all of a sudden, a couple of scouts talking to a couple of scouts that were up there now all of a sudden they're looking at those kids that were overweight because now that looks like they're serious about their baseball. so you know Deeb's by giving them, you know the, the the news in a harsh way has really put the program on track. I can't wait to see. they're, they're going to. I'm going to predict they're going to have a really successful series in Japan.
1: We're going to uh, follow the results from that tournament uh, um, closely. As I mentioned, it starts next week in Japan. The team will be managed by Steve Fish, former Perth Heat manager. Graeme Lloyd's part of the coaching staff with Glenn Williams, who we spoke to the other week. And uh, Damien Shanahan, Neil Barrowcliffe, will be the EO on that team. So we wish the kids all the best in their endeavours travelling over to Japan for the under eighteen
2: World Cup team uh, starting
1: next weekend.
2: That's a that's a great staff by the way. I mean that's that that shows <laughs> does that, it get any better? I mean that's pretty good. Yeah, no that I, I think that um that, that shows that we're we're trying. We're really having a go at this. You put the a staff side of that together and that's not the only one that could go. There's yeah, there's others. Absolutely. So that's really exciting. I'm I'm really happy with that.
0: But what you, that's I hundred percent agree with you, and it's another topic for another day about you know contri- you know the big leaguers and college guys that go over and contributing back into coaching when they get back to Australia, but uh, Canada have got big league coaches. They've got guys with big league time, yeah, coaching them, and it's really interesting to see them play like that because if they play like that, they're going to get absolutely pasted, yeah, in in this next. uh Um, tournament coming up in Japan.
1: Yeah, going to be an interesting tournament, so follow the endeavours of the Under-18 World Cup team. You can uh, sort of get it online and be able to follow the tournament from there. Uh, The other team that is overseas as we speak is the Cronulla Little League team that uh, won the Little League Australian Championship a couple of weeks ago. They're in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, as we speak right now. The tournament was to start yesterday, but unfortunately, got rained out. But Australia will, will start its tournament uh, tomorrow, I believe. The twenty second is uh, when Australia will play their first game. So again, you can uh, follow the endeavours. Of the team over there, and this is a, a last one that'll come from me, guys. I'm going to throw this to you. We've got mention,
0: we have we got to mention on uh, MLB News too. Darren Fullerton had a nice interview there. They're talking about the you know the different countries' teams that are uh, in the little league. Uh, there's a nice little article if you check it out on MLB.com okay. with uh, Darren Fullerton.
1: Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, you can follow the team online, so stick with it. But uh, last one that I'm going to throw up here. For comment, guys, is a uh, New Zealand media reports that the World Baseball Classic has become now a big, big tournament. Russ, have you were you ever part of a World Baseball Classic? Did no, you ever...
2: it was it was probably post my baseball career. The Interesting,
1: we sort of Pete Moylan became back on the radar, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's the first was. one.
2: Yeah, that was that was a bit of a whirlwind uh, coming out of Claxton Shield. Uh, he'd he'd sort of only just started pitching and. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, excited enough people with, with what he was capable of. You know, velocity, uh, breaking balls, although the velocity, as good as it was, balls were going off the back net. But again, that, yeah. that doesn't matter. They are excited by a side armor throwing the ball 95 They saw, that, an hour they saw that number 36. on the gun. Correct. Yeah. They Correct. saw the number on the gun. So it all happened pretty quick for Pete after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, from that, uh, that
1: was 2006, I believe, uh, New Zealand media reports that Perth here in Australia will host uh, World Baseball Classic qualifying games. Is that even credible? In February next year. Yeah, it's (laughs) credible, mate. They'll they'll be worth ranking points towards uh, the Premier 12 next time round. But um, right now, teams that will be a part of that, of course, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, I believe they're trying to get another team to travel to Australia to uh, make it a four-team
0: tournament so they can go
1: round and round.
0: Do we know what time of year that's going to be? February. Well, at least we know where we would taken our yes, holidays this year. Yes, i have got to book them in.
1: <laughs> but interesting to see because that really has become a major player. That tournament, the World Baseball Classic, it caused huge prize money, along with the Premier Twelve. The Premier Twelve starts in November, later this year. Huge prize money up for both tournaments. Do we know who's playing in those games over in Perth? Uh, Australia, New Zealand and South Africa at this stage with possibly another team to be added later on. They might even try and get a Canadian team to travel. They can get uh, uh Taiwanese team. Uh, Korea yeah, has travelled out here. Yep. Chinese Taipei travelled out here before. So there, there's a number of teams that they'd be able to look at to possibly come and uh, be part of that qualifying games there in Perth. That's awesome.
2: That really is uh, that's yeah, huge really news. Is. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that and that's uh, that's massive.
1: That's a huge one, but uh guys we're going to have to wrap it up. That's the that's all we've got for today. Uh, Clubby's given me the wind up says time's up. We've got uh, plenty more information we could get through, but we'll save it all for next week. Um, Thanks very much to Pete Moyland for giving us his time today. Russell Spear, thanks for joining us in studio. And as always, JC, good to see you again, mate. Uh, Thanks for listening to SEN's MLB podcast, and we'll speak to you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the SEN MLB podcast. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au.